everyone! Welcome back to Capes and Japes. Uh, we are all recording from the correct microphones this time. Don't worry. <laughs> Not that you heard us recording from the wrong ones, because we got, like, three seconds into the episode before Olivia was like, wait. <laughs> yep, yep. Thankfully, otherwise, uh, that would have been a real bummer. Oh. There goes, uh, there goes the, the microphone police. Oh. <laughs> Anyways, so, uh, it is, as this episode is coming out, the start of Pride Month. Happy Pride. Happy Pride! It does not feel like it here right now because we have had the most depressing, cold, rainy Memorial Day weekend Congratulations. Ever. Thank you. Uh, the weather England... is remembering. <laughs> That's, yeah, it's like, this is a sad time. You guys need to be sad. Uh, but it is, nevertheless, Pride Month. So we might as well uh, kick it off by talking about some gay characters. <laughs> you've, heard, you've heard of these. These gay comic book characters. I, I know, it might... You you think that it would be a myth, because there's so few of them. There's so few of them, like the elusive unicorn. Uh, but we do have, there are a few out there, uh, and we're going to talk about a couple of them today, because we are going to discuss Midnighter and Apollo, um, which first require us to talk about a little bit of real life comic book history um because there's 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 some some complications back here to unpack so uh midnighter and apollo were both uh created by warren ellis who is a comic book writer and uh the artist do 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 uh brian what's his name brian hitch um, as, uh, part of a, a series called Stormwatch, which was, uh, published under the imprint Wildstorm, uh, which is a comic book publishing house imprint that was, uh, created by Jim Lee, um, a, uh, very, very, uh, <laughs> prolific comic book artist who's currently, like, so, like, very, like, high up in DC. He's, like, the, uh, head of publishing or, like, editor-in-chief or something. I don't, I don't know. I don't know how a lot of this works, uh, as, as you'll see as I try to explain this. So Wildstorm... He created this uh, publishing imprint as, like, an independent, you know, comic book, like, publishing house outside of Marvel and DC. And it was also, along with other, like, comic book companies, created Image Comics. Um, so I, I, it was, like, Image consisted of these different publishing houses but they were all sort of doing their own thing but then also image had like its own stuff clearly clearly i don't i don't understand this i don't know anything about comic book publishing which is embarrassing because i have a comic book podcast that i'm talking to you on right now um but this is not this is not the part of it that interests me. I'm just trying to explain where Midnighter comes from. Um, <laughs> where does he come from? Okay, well, we have to go back to the from? 90s. Not yeah, because that's so, when he came about, but because that's when the publisher... Yeah, so that's when the publisher was formed. It was the early 90s. So, like, obviously, a lot of these comics were, like, very, you know, cool and edgy. Uh... Especially because, um, you know, they were like, oh, we want to do stuff that, like, Marvel and DC won't let us do. And 
you know, we're like five years post Watchmen, like everybody wants to make like cool, edgy comics. Uh, so Wildstorm had like a few different main titles, um, and then also kind of published a bunch of like creator owned, like independent series, um, like Ex Machina, which is actually my <laughs> favorite Brian K. Vaughn series, maybe very unpopular opinion, um, <laughs> from me. Um, and also, uh, the Boys, uh, currently a popular live-action series on Amazon Prime, um, that Jensen Ackles is gonna be in. Wait, what? I guess. <laughs> oh, Jensen Ackles is gonna be in The Boys. Good for him? Good for him, yeah. Um. I mean, I guess you gotta do something after Supernatural, right? <laughs> You gotta do something. Um, also, Eric Kripke is the showrunner for The Boys. Um, and he made Supernatural, so I guess uh, that tracks. As long as I have a job, Jensen, you have a job. <laughs> I can <laughs> by, put you in anything. By God, I'm gonna keep your ruggedly handsome face on screens, no matter what it takes. Um, but... Also, Wildstorm had these, uh, you know, like, kind of main superhero titles. It's got, it's got its name from two of its most popular titles, which were, uh, Wildcats and Stormwatch. Uh, okay. so, yeah, yeah, that's also how I felt. I was like, okay. Okay. <laughs> Uh, now, did they come up with the na- the comics before the name, or the name before the comics? <laughs> that I don't- I think it was the comics and then the name. Alright. Uh, I feel a little bit better about that, I think. Yeah, I, I agree. I'm still a little like, okay, but it, it is a little bit better. Uh, so, Stormwatch uh, was a- superhero team uh run by a mysterious uh leader called the weatherman fun. uh yeah it was pretty fun uh his real name was uh henry bendix who was a uh kind of one of those very you know like willing to do morally questionable things for the greater good sort of superhero team leaders uh that exist pretty much everywhere and Warren Ellis took over the title in like 1996 uh Warren Ellis I I'm going to feel bad if this isn't true because I also always, uh, get him confused with Garth Ennis, who's another comic book, uh, writer. But Warren Ellis, I believe, is kind of a scummy dude. Um, so, just, I just want to put that disclaimer out there. Um, took over writing the comic, uh, created a bunch of new characters, uh, among them, Midnighter and Apollo, uh, who were, it established in the comic, like, uh, these sort of secret operatives that, like, had been working on a even, like, more, like, underground Black Ops version of Stormwatch, uh, and, uh, Henry Bendix, the leader, dies, they don't know about it because they're, like, you know, so, like, <laughs> deeply, like, you know, underground. And then the current members, like, find them and tell them this and uh, bring them on to join the team. Around this time, uh, DC ends up buying Wildstorm. Uh, and around the time of the DC purchase... Uh, Stormwatch ends and Warren Ellis transitions Midnighter and Apollo into uh, 
a new series uh, about a different superhero team that's largely characters he created uh, to end up in Stormwatch called The Authority. Uh, and again, this is like post-Watchmen, so The Authority is like very sort of, you know, oh, so, like ends justify the means superheroes, like these guys are, you know, like they don't listen to anybody, like they're taking down, you know, like corrupt governments and like stuff like that, like they're gonna do what has to be done, uh, that kind of thing. And Midnighter and Apollo, uh, on this team are kind of the obvious, like, Superman, Batman, like, XB parallels, like, reinterpretations, however you want to view it. Uh, and also they're married to each other. <laughs> We're gonna have a Superman-Batman parallel and make them married, because DC is cowards. <laughs> DC will not let us do this. Uh, so, obviously... I'm in favor of this particular plot development. Um, but also, obviously, you know, this is a uh, much grittier superhero universe in general. Uh, so they are not exactly Superman and Batman. Uh, Midnighter, uh, obviously, as the name implies and as the uh, parallels would imply, Midnighter wears all black, uh, and Apollo has, like, this, you know, white and gold costume and, like, cape and, like, flowy hair, uh, bright colors, you know, contrast. It's about contrast. Uh, we do so love the contrast. We love to see that. Uh, so both of them, we, there's not, I don't think, a whole lot of, like, backstory stuff given in the uh wildstorm versions uh it's like we know that uh they were basically created by uh henry bendix the weatherman he like uh like genetically like enhanced them to give them superpowers i don't like i don't know i don't think we even get like real names for them. At one point, Midnighter goes out to, like, look for his, like, real identity, um, and it's given as, like, uh, he used to be a guy named Lucas Trent, and then he finds out that, actually, that that's made up and that's not his real name, and then later on, when they're, like, folded into, like, DC continuity, it's like, oh, that that is his real name, actually, so... Who knows? Uh, but there's there's not a whole lot of information. Basically, Midnighter has, like, enhanced, you know, strength, fighting skills. Uh, he is most known for, like, he, uh, he has an ability to, like look at a scenario and, like, predict what's going to happen and, like, know somebody's next moves, like the Guy Ritchie Sherlock movies. <laughs> is what I mean. Every time I read something with Midnighter and he's like, yeah, here's what's gonna happen. I'm like, wow, just like Guy Ritchie Sherlock. Just gotta dodge out of the way a little bit to the left. It's fine. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, but he uh, has this sort of cybernetically enhanced... Like, he has some, like, brain implants that, like, enable him to do this. Uh, but also, he's just very good. <laughs> he's very good at punching. <laughs> So he, uh, has this, you know, uh, ability to win the majority of fights by predicting the outcome and knowing what his opponent's, like, moveset is going to be, which leads to some very cool stuff. There's one point 
where he's fighting Nightwing and he's like, oh, you can't beat me. I know all your moves. And uh, Dick's like, oh, you know my moves. But then he starts like using like Robin moves instead. And Midnighter's like, whoa. Um, <laughs> and also like one point where it's way, it's very cool when it happens. I know I'm describing it. It doesn't sound cool. It's really cool when it happens. Um, and also apparently at one point he, uh, tries to fight the Joker and he can't predict what the Joker's gonna do because the Joker's too chaotic. <laughs> I mean, fair. I don't know yeah. if anybody can predict what the Joker is gonna do at any given time. Murder! Uh, I don't know, this might be the list. one time where he just doesn't kill anybody to, to fuck with you. Yes, no, correctly correctly written Joker, nobody should predict what he's going to do at any given time. A, a lot of recent Joker, it's like, oh, I guess what the Joker's going to do is simply just kill somebody in the most upsetting way he can. Great, he did it again. Thank you, Joker. Um, can always count on you to kill someone in a very unsettling way. Yeah. Uh, but that's uh, Midnighter's deal, you know, very, like hand-to-hand, works in the shadows. Uh, unlike Batman, totally fine with killing people. <laughs> no qualms. <laughs> Absolutely zero issue with it. Again, this is the 90s. Edgy characters are uh, the big thing, which is presumably partly why Midnighter like, has had like a lot more popularity than Apollo has and has like appeared on his own in more stuff. Uh, Apollo, uh, has a, uh, Superman-esque power suite. He, you know, flies strong, bulletproof, almost impossible to kill. Uh, he can shoot beams from his eyes, but in this case, the beams are made of, uh, solar energy, uh, which he- Okay. Yeah, which he- uses, again, like Superman, but they've kind of, like, themed more of the character, uh, around the sun thing, uh, but he absorbs sunlight, uh, and uses it to, uh, uses it for his powers, which, again, this is not because of, like, an alien physiology or anything, he just has, like, genetic, like, experimental enhancements that enable him to do this and uh the two of them are in love i think when they first show up in stormwatch it's like implied uh that they're together uh and then they like officially show it like later on like maybe when they're in like the authority uh it's like, oh yeah, they're uh they're they're married. Um And they've been married this whole time. My plan is coming time, together. <laughs> uh so their first uh again, their first appearance is in Stormwatch. Uh they uh they are tracked down by the current members of the team because like uh the weatherman has died and they've, you know, looked into his secret files. And found out about these two, like, secret operatives who basically, like, got sick of taking orders from him and went rogue a few years ago, uh, and are just, uh, running around <laughs> fighting crime, presumably fighting crime on their own terms, but maybe they're just, you know, having, like, nice evenings in Paris or something. Uh, and they track them down, explain to them that Bendix has has died and asked them to join Stormwatch again, which they do, and go on to join the authority. Um, the leader of the authority is a woman named Jenny Sparks, who is a uh. A British, a British woman, um, <laughs> with the ability to control electricity, uh, and 
she was uh she was born on January 1st 1900 uh and she ages very very slowly and in addition to being able to control electricity she's also the spirit of the 21st century um so she <laughs> dies in like the like 1999 is my roommate help gosh anyways okay jenny sparks so she is born at the start of 1900 <laughs> and she uh dies at the end of 1999 the and... spirit of the 20th century <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, may I present <laughs> <Look>. to you? <laughs> um, and she is not like not exactly reincarnated, um, but she has like a successor who's born at the, <laughs> the spirit beginning. of the twenty first century. <laughs> Yes, basically, basically, who's a a young woman named Jenny Quantum, um, who I think has, like, the same powers. Uh, But basically, there's a storyline in The Authority where, like, Jenny Sparks dies and then they have to go find this this new girl. And basically, Midnighter and Apollo adopt her um, and are her dads uh, and raise this child that's that's the important part i had to talk about a bunch of <laughs> the spirit of the 21st century to get to that um to the fact that they have a a daughter together i mean i'm very glad that the spirit of the 21st century has two dads yeah you know that's the kind of energy we need to bring <laughs> into this century for happy sure happy pride happy pride everybody um so the the authority like largely focuses on uh them dealing with like corrupt governments or you know dictators or like occasionally corporations um there's once there's like a storyline where uh there is a storyline where they just like take over America, like the superhero team just like takes over the country. Um I mean, do they do a good job? They um uh they 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 do okay. Uh but a lot of, you know, people aren't happy with it. Uh <laughs> Um there's also like one where the like the government like uh captures them and like replaces them with like basically government controlled versions of themselves and like midnighter is the only one who escapes and he like has to uh like fight their you know evil government replacements and uh rescue apollo from prison um also there's like a weird it's not that weird unfortunately uh in terms of like i know this is happening because like this is like an edgy comic in the 90s and people probably thought this was like really cool um an upsetting number of storylines that involve like Apollo being, like, sexually assaulted or, like, almost sexually assaulted. Ooh. Um, yeah, it's not good. It's not great. It's not great. Don't... Stop this. Stop this. Don't do this. Um, but they, uh, towards, uh, I think towards the end of the authority, uh, Midnighter, uh, quits he gets um (laughs) extremely comic books he gets um visited by a version of apollo from the future who tells him that in the future he's going to uh become evil okay (laughs) yeah and he's like ah damn i don't want to be evil so he uh quits the team um i don't know if he like 
breaks up with Apollo or if he just leaves. Uh, <laughs> Something's but... gonna make me evil. Time to quit my job and leave my husband, I guess. Yes, yeah, time to get a divorce. That'll keep me from going evil. <laughs> As we all know. <laughs> relationships, especially in comic books, relationships are the things that make you evil. Yeah, I mean, really, he had some foresight about what makes a character evil in a comic book. <laughs> um, but he, uh, he leaves, he ends up, uh, being, uh, like, mind-controlled by Henry Bendix, who turns out to be alive, oh. and meanwhile, like, yeah, you know, classic. Uh, meanwhile, Apollo is, uh, raising their daughter, uh, who uses her powers to, like, age herself into a teen, and is like, Dad, we need to reform our superhero team, because, uh, things are really messed up right now. And he's like, well, I don't, I don't like that you, I don't like that you just did this. <laughs> um. They grow up so fast. They, they grow up, some would say too fast. Um, but, uh, you're, you're right, uh, we do need to reform our superhero team and find my husband, um, who they do find, they are able to un-mind control him, uh, and the two of them end up, uh, getting back together, um, Midnighter in, like, the, uh, mid-2000s, uh, had a solo series, um, which was, like, I, like, at this point, like, DC was kind of trying to figure out what to do with all the Wildstorm stuff, um... <laughs> They're like, people like this Batman that kills people. Let's yeah, try this, this is, again. Yeah, this is classic. Um, the, it, it, like, went through a whole lot of kind of, like, reboots and rebrandings. Uh, one of them was giving Midnighter uh, a solo series as part of it, uh, where he, like, time travels uh, to <laughs> World War II, um, I guess. Uh, and apparently there's an issue that Brian K. Vaughn wrote, um, where the, like, whole story is, like, told backwards in order to, like, show the way that, like, Midnighter, like, visualizes, like, combat and things before it happens, uh, which is a, a pretty cool idea. Um, this is also where they, uh, have the story about him, like, trying to find his former identity and discovering that he used to be Lucas Trent and then learning that that is not actually true. Um, and in, at some point also, they, uh, like establish that while the Wildstorm universe is like one of the like earths of the DC multiverse um and it's like earth 50 so they show up like briefly in like 52 and uh like final crisis when they have you know shots of like oh here's what's going on in all the different uh multiverses um they also have uh there's like a uh storyline where the, uh, Apollo is, like, uh, separated, it's, like, there's, like, a cataclysmic event, uh, and there's, like, a layer of, like, smog preventing sunlight from reaching the Earth, so Apollo has to go hang out, like, above it so he can, like, have any of his powers, uh, and a bunch of the, uh, authority ends up going into space, to, like, try and find a new planet to live on, and Apollo, I mean, Midnighter stays behind on Earth because Apollo needs the sun. 
for his powers. Um, and, uh, during the New 52, uh, and Flashpoint, they, like, officially merge, uh, Wildstorm with, like, the main DC universe, uh, which is relevant, uh, to me personally, because part of what happens during this is that Midnighter, uh, makes a recurring appearance in... Grayson, the best thing to come out of the DC, the the New 52, the comic where Dick Grayson becomes a spy. Um, And Midnighter is a recurring, like, sort of antagonist in it, in that he's, like, trying, like, he's trying to figure out what the deal is with his organization Dick Grayson is working for and, like, stop them. Um, but Dick Grayson is also trying to figure out what the deal is with the organization he's working for and possibly stop them. So they keep fighting, even though they do sort of want the same thing, but Dick's like deep undercover and he can't say that. And also, all of their fights, I cannot stress this enough, are extremely sexually charged. (laughs) Just to a truly absurd degree, this is... I'm sure we've referenced this on the podcast before. There's a scene where, um, so the thing is about this organization that the spy organization that Dick Grayson is working for is called Spiral. And they have this, uh, technology that makes your face like basically imperceptible to other people. It's like they see you and they see your face, but your face is just like a, a blur to them or a spiral of uh, the, the imagery. Um, so at one point, Midnighter, uh, is, like, sneaking up on Dick Grayson doing something, and he sees him from behind, and he's like, well, I might not be able to, uh, see your face, but I would know that ass anywhere. (laughs) And they fight. Um, it's all, it's all like this. There's an issue of, like, Midnighter gets, like, a solo series after this briefly and there's an issue where Dick shows up and they have to work together and they end up handcuffed together. Uh, oh my god. Mid- just like, and they have to fight people while they're handcuffed to each other and Midnighter makes a comment like, oh, I thought you'd be used to taking orders from a man in black. And Dick's like, that's a weird thing to say, dude. <laughs> um, hey, that's that's kind of my dad. That's my dad. Don't make it weird, please. Um, but that, uh, that's the source of a lot of my personal attachment to Midnighter, is he just, like, really, there's so many men in Grace and having sexual tension with him. Uh, Midnighter probably chief among them. Um, but they also, uh, in the New 52, uh, they give them different backstories. Midnighters is, like, delved into a little bit in Grayson, and I was like, I don't understand what's going on. This must be part of, like, Midnighters, like, old Wildstorm backstory, and that's why they're not explaining it, like, very clearly. And then I was like, oh, no, this is all new stuff. I just didn't understand what was happening (laughs) because I didn't explain it very clearly. Um... But it's, like, he was still, like, he was still developed from, like, genetic experiments, but it was in this, like, place called the God Garden, which is a floating satellite that's full of, like, plants and, like, weird creatures, uh, and this, like, woman called the Gardener, who, like, does all these, like, experiments to create, like, enhanced, like, creatures and and beings and stuff, and basically created Midnighter, and now he sort of works for her, but also is, like, going around doing his own thing, um, and also part of it is, like, I'm reading this and I'm like, Nightwing isn't here at all, I want to see them flirt with each other, (laughs) um... But they also, um... I feel like that's probably a constant for you reading comics that don't have Nightwing in it. Oh, Nightwing isn't in this at all. (laughs) Absolutely any comic whatsoever. It doesn't matter. I'm reading X-Men. I'm like, where's Nightwing? Hello? Uh, They also, um, in the uh, New 52 reboot, 
Um, they, Midnighter and Apollo also, um, appear in, they have, like, a, a rebooted version of Stormwatch. And maybe they went into the God Garden stuff more here, and that's what I was missing. Who knows? Nightwing wasn't in it. <laughs> um, but they, uh, they have a rebooted version of Stormwatch, and in this version, uh, in the reboot, it introduces Midnighter and Apollo as, uh, meeting for the first time, uh, and not having history with each other, um, and possibly both being closeted, question mark? Um. Okay. But, uh, regardless, they, like, over the course of the Stormwatch series, they, you know, realize they both have feelings for each other, um, and, uh, get together, um, when Midnighter gets a solo series, uh, just before, uh, Rebirth happens, written by Steve Orlando, um, it, like, starts off basically with the two of them breaking up because, uh, Apollo's, like, you know, you're getting too violent, you're out of control, I can't be with you right now, um, and, uh, it follows him, like, sort of, uh, investigating his backstory. He has this team up with, uh, with Dick. He's, you know, trying to track down some, like, uh, stolen technology. Um, he does have a new love interest that's not Dick Grayson for, like, a period of time. Um, and then after the, uh, reboot um they get back together there's a uh they have a mini series a midnighter and apollo mini series uh early on in rebirth um where apollo gets like trapped in hell and midnighter like fights his way into hell to rescue him uh which is very fun it's continued i think to have like more Midnighter appearances than Apollo appearances. Um, again, because Batman types tend to be more popular than Superman types. Um, and also I think everyone was, like, extremely... He was pretty well received in, like, Grayson and, like, the subsequent solo series. Um, so people were very into him. So he's shown up... He's sort of, like a, like, very extended Bat Family member at this point. Um, <laughs> People just associate like, him with them. Yeah, they're like, well, you're probably from Gotham, right? Look at you. Look um, at you. You've gotta yeah. be one of those Bat Fams. And they're like, uh, no. <laughs> and Dick's like, I mean, we worked together a couple of times, and everybody's like, what? <laughs> Who is this guy? <laughs> Who's this guy? Where did he come from? Uh, he, uh, um, so he's shown up in, like, a few, like, kind of crossovery events, like, helping them out. Um, I don't know where the last place we saw him was. Um, but, uh, yeah, so they're, they're both, they're both technically out there. I, I think they're getting a, a story in the DC, like, Pride anthology special thing that's coming out this month um i'm pretty i'm pretty sure i saw that and also it would be silly if they didn't because again they have a very limited number yeah <laughs> of lgbt characters and they kind of need uh to emphasize what they can get um but i would uh i would be curious if you know them getting a story maybe like led to them showing up more in other things uh because obvi like obviously i'm me and i love the idea of uh <laughs> superman and batman but they're married <laughs> i mean obviously it's good is the thing it's good and um you know like certainly neither of them are like very stereotypical <laughs> gay characters uh which is always nice to see, despite the fact that, like, I'm not gonna, I'm probably not gonna read a lot of the old 
like authority Stormwatch comics because I kind of suspect that they aren't really my taste. I'm gonna go out on a limb and say that probably weren't always written in the most, you know, it was the 90s. Way. It was the 90s, folks. It was the 90s, and they were comics that were kind of deliberately designed to be as, you know, edgy as possible. Um, we're gonna make comics that upset people. Yeah, that's our <laughs> genre. That's what comics are for, baby. Uh, but in theory, um, I do, I do like them. And also, you gotta, you gotta love a sun gay and a moon gay, you know? A, a, a dark gay and a light gay. A day gay and a night gay. Yeah, there we go. You gotta, you simply must. Uh, but, uh, yeah, so, you know, uh, they're out there, folks. Sure <laughs> are. That's that's my hot take. I I'm excited. I'm ex- I don't know what week the Pride book is coming out, but I'm excited to read it. Uh, did you have did you have anything else? No, anything? I I was gonna read comics and then um I forgot that I had stuff that I was doing this morning. I was gonna read some New Mutants comics to get the taste of the movie out of my mouth. but uh then i forgot that i was doing a adventurers league D &D one shot at like 10 (laughs) a.m right and early yep and so i was like oh well i don't have time to do that (laughs) fair um i'm 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 googling uh... i'm do that's not I wanted. I'm trying to Google really quick when the DC Pride one comes out. Um. Okay. Yeah. Unfortunately, it is just giving me when uh, Washington DC's Pride Parade is (laughs) happening. No, not that. Uh, it looks like maybe June 8th. All right. So a, a week from when this episode drops. Nice. Um. Yeah, uh, I did. I did read some comics. Uh, I picked up the issue two of the new Robin series, which I am still enjoying. Uh, fortunately, I like comics. Unfortunately, I think Flatline is really cute, and her design is good. Uh, no, I'm <laughs> cursed. Um, it's okay. It's okay. Flatline, you can stick around. <laughs> It's good, good design. <laughs> good. <laughs> we will permit you to stay. Uh, and also, I love, um, I love my son. I love my beloved, precious son. Uh, I also, um, I also got, uh, also coming next month, in addition to, uh, all of the Pride stuff that I'm very excited about, uh, DC is doing a relaunch of uh milestone uh comics so they have uh they're gonna be bringing back uh static and bringing back icon and rocket um and who else hardware um milestone be uh the uh imprint that uh Static is... I almost called him Sonic. <laughs> um, oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. Not that. That's not right. Um, a, uh, like, another, like, independent comics imprint that uh, Static came from, along with, like, many other superheroes that f- focused mostly on, like, black superheroes. So they had, like, a preview issue that uh came out that's kind of like introducing the comics and like what's going on and then they're gonna be launching these new series next month um 
they're all like six issue series, but they're all like titled like season one. So presumably there will be more. Um, after that, uh, what else? There was a, uh, a Stargirl special that I sort of like paged through that looked, uh, that looked cute. Um, Batman, uh, the James Tynan Batman, I am behind on, but I bought the new issue because there's, uh, a girl on the cover who looked extremely cool. (laughs) A cool cyberpunk girl, um, and I was right, she was really cool. Um, and I also bought, uh, an issue of Marauders that I also haven't been keeping up with, um, that looked really cool, and I was right, it was very cool, because it was just, uh, people sitting around the table talking about, um, how much they love Storm and how cool she is. <laughs> I was That's like, this so is good. so so valid of all of you every single one of you uh thank you um but yeah so uh also it opens with like um it opens with a letter uh all of these kind of like house of x dawn of x like branded comics sort of like include a bunch of uh ephemera which is where we got that like floor map that implied that uh Scott and Jean and Logan are all dating. Uh but this it's good. one open It should be included. <laughs> it should be. Uh open with a letter from like Emma to Kitty, um that's like, I got you this fancy brooch and you should wear it to the Hellfire Gala. And if you decide to gift it to an urchin, please do not tell me. And I was like, wow, I do I do truly love them, is the problem that I have. <laughs> I would die for them. Um, but, uh, yeah, so that's, uh, that's some comics. Next month should be, uh, exciting with the milestone stuff, um, all the pride, like, specials, um. <laughs> Let Nightwing, Nightwing- be bye. <laughs> Nightwing by there's a if it's you have episode eighty it's episode it's issue eighty one it's just it's literally it it's says by. Nightwing by it says Nightwing by on it pride variant cover and it says Nightwing by um and he should be he should be by he is That's all comics is, is just it. cowards no no absolutely it's true they refuse to admit the truth they're looking away um <laughs> nightwing bye it says it right there anyways um sorry about i feel like i've had some weird energy we recorded like sorry. an hour earlier than normal it's fine yeah we recorded earlier than normal we just did a bonus up yesterday. It's a it's a holiday. There's a lot going on. Anyways, um, that is our episode. If you want to uh, see us online, see when we post new episodes, you can follow us on Twitter, Tumblr, uh, Instagram, and Facebook. Just go to Capes and Japes on your platform of choice. Uh, you can shoot us an email to capesandjapes at gmail.com. Um, we have a, a Discord server. If you want to join us on there, I'm sure you will hear there if Nightwing is by. Uh, he is by. He is by. I'm but sure you will hear miracle... that he is by. However, you will probably <laughs> also hear if Comics admits it. Yes, if, com- <laughs> if Comics stops being cowards and acknowledges the truth. Um... We also have a, um, we have a Patreon, if you want to support us on there. Uh, we just recorded a, uh, our bonus episode for May, where we watched the New Mutants movie that nobody saw, and (laughs) talked about it for almost the full length of the movie. (laughs) I did, Um, I did find out during D&D, because... Uh, one of the players was running a little bit late, so the rest of us were just sitting around chatting. And, of course, I was still thinking about New Mutants. Yes. Um, apparently, uh, 
My DM didn't watch the movie, but apparently Flophouse did do an episode about it. <laughs> so he knew, like, all the stuff that had been bad. Honestly, that's, like, even funnier that there was a podcast episode about it. And still, nobody had heard- I had not heard about any of this stuff. <laughs> um... But anyways, uh, we had a lot of takes about it, so if you watch New Mutants or you want to know anything at all about New Mutants, the movie, um, you can uh, support us on Patreon and get that, along with a ton of other bonus episodes. Um, we do them every month. Uh, we also, if you can't support us on Patreon, another way to support the show is by leaving a rating uh, and a review um, on your podcast listening platform. We appreciate that a lot. Uh, telling a friend about the show, if you think they would be interested. And also just uh, just coming back and joining us, as you have done once again today. Uh, so thank you for joining us for this episode of Capes and Japes. Happy Pride. I have been Olivia. And I have been Briar. And, as always, kiss your husband, sexy midnighter. <laughs> kiss your husband, sexy uh, Batman who does murders. <laughs> <laughs>